Hi, welcome to the third episode of FutureCast on how to build the future from Iceland. Uh, today I have uh, Captain Pierre Emilson, co-founder of Mainframe, uh, a long-time uh, player in the game space, and uh, we're going to chat about uh, how do he come to doing uh, what he does now. Mm -hmm. And Captain, welcome to FutureCast. Thank you. Um, so first off, let's start with uh, some background and history. Mm -hmm. So how, how did you get into gaming? I mean, what was the catalyst? Uh, I guess uh, it started like uh, from interest in programming or, mm -hmm. you know, like tinkering in programming, mm -hmm. like uh, most uh, teenagers from uh, my age group used to do, like on Sinclair Spectrum and such. Sure. Uh, and uh, so that was something that at least uh, was very uh, fascinating at the time. Um, I then went uh, and uh, studied physics for the longest time. Mm -hmm. And uh, <clears throat> I guess that uh, during that stint, I got exposed to, to the early internet. Mm -hmm. And uh, so coming out of those studies uh, uh, around 93, 4, uh, at which point I, I got a PhD in chaos physics. I uh, was coming back home and I, you could have sort of sense this future in the air. Mm -hmm. And uh, at the same time, there, there was this sensation that uh, the internet was the, the, the metaverse and uh, where you know, sure. our daily life would be. And it was basically the future. Yeah. And, uh, and sort of after having had this kind of a like uh, advanced uh, experience of it through the uh, academia, which was the only place where you had the internet where at the time. Where did you go to school before? In, uh, in France. In France, okay. Yes. Um, then uh, coming back, I was kind of uh, like uh, really psyched about trying mm -hmm. to do something there. And uh, mm -hmm. whether it was a game or not wasn't really, I think, mm -hmm. uh, something that was in our mind. It was more like the, it was the metaverse, which is yeah. kind yeah. of a game in itself. Kind of game, yeah. <laughs> So that's kind of world building, like yes. different world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I think that was the. Uh, so so what was the what was the entity? What where did it start? What did what was the beginning company? For me, it was actually a little bit uh, uh, kind of funny origins because uh, after I finished my my PhD, I was so fed up with it uh, that I <laughs> wanted to actually go fishing or something on a boat. <laughs> right. uh, but, uh, There's no chaos in fishing. No. <laughs> uh, and uh, I ended up uh, uh, applying for uh, a graphic designer job mm -hmm. because I, I like to draw. Okay. And uh, I thought that was approximately 180 degrees <laughs> opposed to what I had been doing. So right. uh, I started working in an advertising agency for for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. And uh, at that time, it started, of course, mm -hmm. teaching them about the internet mm -hmm. and such. And uh, so that was kind of uh, uh, the original leeway. But uh, eventually, uh, there was this company called Oz, that is a mm -hmm. kind of the uh, stereotypical yeah. dot-com Icelandic company. Uh, it's kind of like the grandfather of many startups yeah. and founders for, for Iceland, yeah. Oz. <laughs> So in 1995, essentially, uh, Oz sort of like uh, 
pivoted and focused on the creating mm -hmm. you know, the metaverse on the, the internet. Yeah, <laughs> like VR and yes. uh, avatars and... Yeah, we, we called it virtual reality at the time, mm -hmm. which today has a different not connotation, but for us, uh, the internet was a kind of a virtual reality. Virtual reality, yeah. 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 So the, the ability to create worlds in a canvas, mm -hmm. which was digital, mm -hmm. was, uh, must have been a very novel idea at that time. Uh, yes, it was uh, maybe from a technological point of view, but it was very much uh, in the zeitgeist of the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, there, there were like famous uh, novels like, uh, uh, what's it called, uh, uh, Black Sun? Black Sun, yes. Yeah. And others which had the sort of like uh, started to uh, like uh, socialize the idea of this metaverse. And uh, I think it was very much what people wanted to see happen. Right. And, and saw the opportunity for it to happen. Yeah. I guess, uh, like everything in technology, we uh, overestimate three years and underestimate 10 years. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, so coming to now, so what, what do you spend your time doing now? So uh, Mainframe is a company that was founded uh, last year. Mm -hmm. And uh, it is uh, kind of... Uh, Unusual in the sense that it is a company founded by uh, a large group of founders, mm -hmm. and uh, that are uh, like half of them, or roughly half of them, based here in Iceland, and the other half in Finland. Mm -hmm. uh, there is a, and the company is essentially uh, its goal is to create uh, one of the first cloud-native, uh, massively multiplayer mm -hmm. game mm -hmm. uh, for the new cloud streaming services that are sure. coming up now. Um, the reason why we chose this uh, setup was uh, twofold. Uh, first of all, we, uh, we uh, came here from another company. Uh, we used to be at Solfar and before that at CCP, uh, right. so part of the founders here in Iceland at least. Right. Um, and we had, uh, through uh, our last stint uh, at the, our previous company, Solfar, <laughs> Uh, been uh, establishing a, a very good network with the Nordics, especially mm -hmm. in Finland. Mm -hmm. And uh, we sort of uh, grew very fond of uh, Finland, mm -hmm. uh, both in terms of the, the, the people there and the environment for, uh, for companies, etc. Mm -hmm. So uh, when we were thinking about creating this company, we were we thought about, first of all, we, we did have a lot of uh, talent here in Iceland regarding mm -hmm. uh, MMOs and, and world building as such. Sure. Uh, but the cloud uh, aspect also introduces uh, accessibility through mobile devices, touch devices, etc. Uh, from which uh, the Finns have an excellent mm -hmm. uh, background in, of course. Crack record and background. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And they also have like excellent uh, AAA game companies like sure. Remedy and others. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we thought that this would also be like a, a good way to uh, bring talent that had came from different kind of uh, backgrounds and uh, sort of address the new challenges for these uh, new platforms. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. So, so tell me about the world you're building. What what does the mainframe world looks like? I, I know, I know you wanna you don't you don't want to reveal too <laughs> much, but uh, you know, you know, tease us a bit. Well, like I said, we haven't revealed at all uh, the, the, the genre of the, the yeah. game or such. Uh, and indeed, we, we tend to usually talk about worlds rather than games. Mm -hmm. uh, but the goal is to create a place uh, that you would like to call home for, <laughs> for years and decades. Mm -hmm. uh, so essentially a place where you can sort of uh, build up a social network, mm -hmm. do certain things, uh, do complicated and difficult things, but also do like simple things. Mm -hmm. So uh, a, a sort of world where you, you are, you kind of choose uh, how much you want to go down the rabbit hole, 
-hmm. and at the same time a place where you establish uh, strong friendships with people and uh, yeah but nothing like sim city no, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> not quite. Not quite. No. <laughs> yeah, cool. Uh, so, so tell me about your team. How many are in Iceland? How many are in Finland? And how did that uh, that uh, origination came about? I mean, what what uh, was the hook for the for the team in Finland to join you guys? So, uh, like the founding team mm -hmm. uh, from here uh, is mostly then uh, people that uh, have been together at CCP mm -hmm. uh, and. Uh, so we've been working uh, on and off with each other actually since Oz as well. So mm -hmm. uh, for some of us, it goes back, you know, 25 years now. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, it seems that we cannot get rid of each other. <laughs> and, or maybe uh, you're too fond of working with each other. Yes, you know, it's like uh, for some of us, it's like the third or fourth company that we actually are part of in founding and, and mm -hmm. building up. Um, and for the uh, for the the team in Finland, it was basically through our network uh, because essentially we didn't really know people there uh, mm -hmm. personally or hadn't worked with uh, many of those people. Uh, but we trusted uh, the the people that were in our network uh, mm -hmm. that came both from uh, investors and angel investors. Mm -hmm. uh, they knew everybody uh, mm -hmm. in, in Finland. You know, many of them were like mm -hmm. some of the originators of Slush, and, and sure, sure. so you know they. Uh, they could very easily see, okay, if you want to, to do this thing, then this is the person that you must have. Right. And, and they could talk directly to them. And, and, right. and so once you have that trust, uh, it goes through them. And, and we met uh, these uh, people. And uh, it was like an instant love affair with uh, all of them. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and it has worked out beautifully. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of surprised because uh, it's a little bit unusual to have a, a large founder team. Mm -hmm. And especially where you, know, you don't know all the founders when you start. Mm -hmm. Uh, but it has worked out uh, perfectly. So. Right, I think uh, beginnings are very important in mm -hmm. things like that, and mm -hmm. I think it's important that you mm -hmm. were able to find that, mm -hmm. you know, chemistry, yeah. as they say. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, maybe going back a little bit, uh, or maybe going forward. Uh, so what do you what do you think about uh, when 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 is the release? When is the when can we see this come out? What's the what are you guys thinking? Uh, we haven't any firm dates, obviously, <laughs> but uh, they, we are looking at how this industry is uh, sort of gearing up, uh, mm -hmm. and we, we feel that the, the opportunity there is going to be in the next uh, uh, three to five years. Mm -hmm. uh, there are a lot of convergence happening in mm -hmm. this field, uh, and uh, so they're both like uh, the big, uh, big players like uh, Google, Amazon, mm -hmm. and Microsoft that are sort of like... Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, have both uh, come out with such services or are planning to, and uh, <clears throat> they obviously need content for the, this new mm -hmm. platform. Um, and then there are other factors, such uh, macro factors, such as uh, 5G that is coming out, mm -hmm. and there are many uh, telcos that look at uh, streaming, uh, game streaming as the kind of uh, the, the thing, the, the, the the thing use, for yeah. that uh, yeah. use of technology. Mm -hmm. And uh, and again, 5G is is not maybe it will take more than you know. Five years, I don't know, but it's like you said. You, you, you. Sometimes you, you, your short plans don't stand, but uh, it's yeah. definitely coming. So, right. Uh, right. so our goal is is really just to uh, is to uh, build a team that can uh, work in this new platform on this new platform and create the, the best product for mm -hmm. it. 
And uh, I think that's what our investors are also looking for. Mm -hmm. Now, I guess uh, the transition is starting to happen where a lot of these things are going to be run cloud native. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, building these things with cloud native in mind mm -hmm. requires different skill set, teams, mm -hmm. structure. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm very intrigued about how you were able to pull this team together mm -hmm. and, uh, and actually build this new thing mm -hmm. out of Iceland, which is mm -hmm. quite fascinating mm -hmm. because, we, as you've said, we've always had uh, CCP, mm -hmm. so at least we had a stake in the ground mm -hmm. that we could build these things. Mm -hmm. uh, always uh, small places like Iceland, the small ecosystems like mm -hmm. Iceland, mm -hmm. we'll have to kind of leverage out. Yeah. That's yeah. always been uh, mm -hmm. my hypothesis. Mm -hmm. so it's great to see that happen mm -hmm. with this uh, venture. So tell me more about the, the new investors who've come on board. I think uh, you guys made some waves with that. Uh, we, you guys were able to get some marquee investors on board. Yeah, we, we were very fortunate to, uh, to close the Series A uh, uh, in March this year. Mm -hmm. uh, so our lead investor is uh, Anderson Horowitz yeah. uh, that came in. And, uh, and then we also uh, had the fortune to have Riot Games, yeah. as a, yeah. uh, more like as a strategic investor. Yeah. Here. And uh, so uh, that has been, uh, obviously for us, it was uh, a tremendous validation of uh, our thesis. Mm -hmm. and, uh, because we basically found somebody that had the same thesis and we right. were perfectly aligned with. Right. And, uh, and also Anders and Horowitz are uh, like an exceptionally good uh, partner to have yeah. and you know, uh, help you so much with right. all kinds of all things. The things yeah. So, so uh, they, they kind of look at uh, founding teams as more like uh, talent scouts, so they actually help mm -hmm. with everything else. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. Kind of like how the the Hollywood uh, talent agencies operate. Yeah, they have a very yeah, yeah, different yeah. model. Mm -hmm. and, and it's very exciting to see mm -hmm. them uh, mm -hmm. do this. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, at least uh, when I read um, uh, Ben Horowitz's book, mm -hmm. The Hard Things About Hard Things, and, mm -hmm. and while he was talking about how they were building Anderson mm -hmm. Horowitz, mm -hmm. it was fascinating to me mm -hmm. that nobody had thought about that. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, because if you really think yeah, about yeah. it, you know, mm -hmm. it seems so obvious. Yeah. Uh, but maybe it's mm -hmm. not that obvious because mm -hmm. not many people work with founders. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? uh, I've been working with founders 10 years now, and it seems so obvious. You're yeah. like, yes, of course it makes sense. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and for us, especially the, or us, the, the, the old timers from yeah. Oz, from yeah. 95, there was something, something romantic to yeah. come back to, right. <laughs> right, exactly. to the origins yeah. of the internet. Finally, you get to uh, maybe see the finish line, <laughs> what you started, or yeah. maybe a part of finish line. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Who knows? Mm -hmm. uh, so, so tell me uh, about, um, tell me about uh, the journey so far. Like you came to mainframe, but you were with CCP, mm -hmm. and then you started Solvar. So mm -hmm. you are. Um, multi or a serial entrepreneur mm -hmm. so 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 tell me about uh, what are the things that has worked for you and what are the things that uh, new founders should think about mm -hmm. even that you've done it a couple of times mm -hmm. especially in a field like this which mm -hmm. is again like mm -hmm. a movie business it's mm -hmm. a hit business mm -hmm. so you have to have a hit mm -hmm. to uh, continue to do this mm -hmm. uh, unless you just enjoy the journey <laughs> Yes. Uh, well, I, I think the uh, depends. The motivation for people can be different. Uh, for me, it's really the, the motivation is to, to create something new mm -hmm. and uh, and uh, and uh, make it happen. And uh, yes, of course, the success is the is the ultimate measure of, of that. Uh, but you know, the the journey is also a lot of fun. Right. Um, I think the most important thing that I can think of. Uh, in terms especially of, uh, of startups, uh, but in general for companies, uh, is, is to really focus on your story mm 
-hmm. and, and by story, I, I mean it in, in the widest sense. And uh, it goes all the way from you know the investor pitch, but it's also the story you tell yourself, mm -hmm. what you're doing, why you're doing it, mm -hmm. and how you tell it to others, and mm -hmm. how it manifests in the product that you create. Sure. And uh, and you know, I think it was uh, Borges mm -hmm. uh, who wrote, uh, you know that. Whenever, uh, as like a, he was teaching people how to write stories, he would right. say like, you know, you, you it, it really helps to know where you dance, mm -hmm. where, where you want your story to end, because uh, because the the story is then just building the bridge to to that end, and, right. and it becomes easy once right. you have that. And uh, I think that is very important to for people to have that uh, a lot of clarity in their mind about this, mm -hmm. and and it, then it helps, of course. You know, uh, communicating it to all the various you know people that you need to do it, whether it's investors or, or you know sure. new partners and founders, etc. So sure, and 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 um, in that regard, I mean, I, I got the clarity part, mm -hmm. and uh, at least from uh, previous conversations you had with other founders, one of the things that I'm starting to see as a team is that finding people and investors and stakeholders who kind of have the same wavelength mm -hmm. or kind of like your thesis, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know. Talk a little bit about that because I think uh, not all investors are made the same. Mm -hmm. So pitching to an investor who mm -hmm. doesn't align with your thesis mm -hmm. versus pitching to somebody who aligns with your thesis, mm -hmm. it's kind of like night and day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm -hmm. because you've, you've kind of gone through that mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. both exercises, mm -hmm. maybe maybe share that experience mm -hmm. so so the, the other founders see that. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, in a way, it is a uh, intuition thing. When you are discussing things with people, you sort of pick up on various little small cues. Mm -hmm. uh, but I mean, again, coming back to stories, it's like, you know, when you have a good story, it's a little bit like a good joke. Well, the reason why a joke is good is because then people will tell it again. Right. So it has a certain kind of virality mm -hmm. in, in, in it. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and people like to, to tell it back to you. So, uh, right. As soon as you meet somebody that you, you, you tell them something and you can feel that they're coming back to you and you're, they're telling you the same story but they have added a little bit to it, right. then you can sense, okay, they, they get it. It's uh, working. Yeah. It's working and it's building up mm -hmm. and you get this dialogue going on. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, you can very quickly pick up on that, at least, you know, mm -hmm. that's my feeling. Mm -hmm. um, and also, you know, but often you also get people that are very excited about these things, but they are very frank that, you know, they, they say that, okay, this is not, we're not going to go there, but I yeah. understand what you're <laughs> thinking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, I guess that's, uh, like I said, very intuitive for, on my, yeah. uh, in my sense, I, I, I just can sense it when people are right. resonating somehow. Sure. Uh, so, so tell me a little bit about your own background. You, you got a PhD in chaos physics, mm -hmm. but you also want to be an artist, and you actually have very good art. I've actually seen some of your drawings. They're mm. really good. Oh, thank you. So you shouldn't undersell yourself. <laughs> You're actually quite good. <laughs> so, so, so tell me about this uh, orthogonal mm -hmm. uh, views, and, and, and so what, what's the motivation there? I mean, what, what, why? I'm not sure. Uh, I, uh, I guess I come a little bit. Uh, my family is more or less uh, okay. uh, definitely more literature and art oriented than scientific. Mm -hmm. uh, I was always been uh, a little bit the odd one out mm -hmm. in that sense. So, so what made you go to chaos physics? I mean, what's, what was that motivation? I don't know. I, I, I felt like it, it was like a fascinating thing to try to understand how the world works. <laughs> and, uh, 
And that was the main motivation, really. I, I didn't <laughs> think about it more than that. Right. Uh, but like, uh, I think that uh, during the studies, uh, especially like uh, when you reach the point of uh, being in, uh, in uh, studies where you are essentially looking at things that nobody really knows about, mm -hmm. uh, for me, that was kind of a re revelation when you discover the edge of uh, mm -hmm. the knowledge. Mm -hmm. uh, there, you discover that there's no formal structure. Right. And uh, so the way that you ad uh, approach those problems becomes much less structured or, you know, like uh, you, you really have to go a little bit by intuition and, and, uh, sure. and uh, discovery and, mm. and things like that. And those are very much artistic sure. features. Right. Uh, so uh, I actually sort of started to like a little bit more doing that. Mm -hmm. Uh, and also, like, uh, science in itself is a rather uh, lonely endeavor. Mm -hmm. uh, you tend to work a lot on your own. Mm -hmm. And uh, I discovered that I really like to work with other people as well. And uh, that is what you find in, the, mm -hmm. in games, where you have this mixture of artists and yeah, collaborative uh, uh, scientifics. And, and yeah. I, I like that combo. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but today, yeah, for me, uh, like, drawing is more like a, a kind of a, what you call uh, Mindfulness. Mindfulness, yes. yes. It's a very soothing. It's, 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 a, it's a focused effort mm -hmm. in creativity, so yeah. you kind of mm -hmm. are more mindful while you're doing that. Yeah, and doesn't really have a purpose. No, no. <laughs> which, is, which is good. Mm -hmm. I think that's, uh, mm -hmm. that's also, uh, that's what everybody teaches in mindfulness as mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, <laughs> it is, it's about being there in the mm -hmm. moment and trying exactly. to not have any mm -hmm. other thoughts. <laughs> exactly. Uh, tell me, tell me uh, about uh, what, what you're thinking in terms of uh, Iceland and, and uh, you know, building companies of this from uh, this place and this ecosystem. What are the things that uh, you felt helped you? And mm -hmm. what are the things we think that we should work on to build it? So mm -hmm. founders from everywhere think mm -hmm. of this as a place to start. Yeah, I, th I think uh, Iceland is a very good place for startups. Uh, in terms of, uh, you can find, uh, you know, the the starting talents to form uh, excep uh, exceptionally good founders team. Um, but it is quite clear also that you you need to have this kind of wider focus in terms of both of your product and anticipating, you know, where your team will grow ultimately because. Mm -hmm. If you are building up a business where you might end up with 200 people, it might become a challenge after a while. I mean, like right. we, we saw it at CCP, uh, right. where it grew up to, I think, 600 people worldwide at some point, mm -hmm. where it was about 300 here. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a, it started to be a lot of effort hiring uh, people into Iceland, right. uh, because uh, it was not like a uh, self-evident kind of career choice for people. Right. You know, I'm, I'm, switching jobs, oh, I'm actually going to Europe, oh, I'm actually going to Iceland. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that, uh, that sort of like narrowed down a little bit the, the mm -hmm. talent pool. But I, but I think for, for, uh, for starting uh, and for companies that don't need to grow you know, exponentially big, uh, it is a nice place. It's a good, uh, the conditions, living conditions are good and mm -hmm. uh, for families and such. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, I mean, I. I I personally really appreciate it, and I'm, we are seeing also uh, more uh, like uh, people that have expatriated from Iceland. They are coming back, especially when they see an opportunity when a new company comes. Sure. And uh, then suddenly, like even though they are in very good positions abroad, 
They say, ah, well, here's an yeah, equally interesting one, and it's at home, so you know, right, they're exactly. moving back, so yeah. that's uh, interesting. Yeah, I mean, uh, when, I start, when I moved to Iceland mm -hmm. uh, 15 years back, and uh, once I started doing this startup thing, mm -hmm. uh, some of the things that was asked uh, to me was mm -hmm. that, you know, are there enough talent, enough mm -hmm. people? And my hypothesis has always been the same thing, which is if we work on interesting thing, mm -hmm. smart people will want to want to come and work on that. Mm -hmm. yeah, because you know, smart people mm -hmm. want to work on interesting mm -hmm. things. You know, they don't want to work on boring things. Mm -hmm. So we should just focus on building smart things. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, focus on hard problems and work mm -hmm. on some mm -hmm. interesting things. Then you know, talented people will want to come and yeah. work for that. Yeah. And, and I think uh, I'm starting to see, you're right, I think one of the things that I'm also starting to see is that the founders from Iceland are actually taking on some of these hard challenges, like mm -hmm. hard problems. Mm -hmm. And when you're working on hard problems, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. smart people want to come and work on that, yeah. which, is, mm -hmm. uh, which is always very encouraging to see. Yeah. Um, again, you know, uh, uh, I'm, I'm uh, thankful that you took the time and, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, gave us uh, a little bit of a view into what you're building. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is going to be a series that we are building on, and, mm -hmm. and uh, we'll we'll watch uh, uh, watch uh, how mainframe builds out from here. Mm -hmm. I'm not a gamer, not mm -hmm. because I don't want to be a gamer. Mm -hmm. I know that once I get Im immersed into this world, it'll be hard to get me out. <laughs> then you know, then you will see me with mm -hmm. a longer beard, and uh, people won't see me for years. Mm -hmm. So I I choose not to do it. Mm -hmm. Maybe mainframe might be that one which will. Uh, yeah. suck me in uh, mm -hmm. who knows uh, you, won't, you won't notice it's a game yeah exactly <laughs> you know that might be one way but mm -hmm. anyway but last words of advice what 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 would you uh, say to uh, founders working on things uh, <laughs> just do it but <laughs> but I, I would really like uh, especially here in Iceland I think it's really important for them to uh, to somehow get access to an international network uh, mm -hmm. in terms of like both investors and, uh, and other types of partners. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and uh, I, I think it's also important for us here in Iceland to help building that up mm -hmm. and uh, sort of like sharing those networks sure. with uh, yeah. startups. Because uh, if you work completely in isolation here, you yeah, you, you can't build a global build company. A, yeah, you need to have global people to yeah. have global companies. Yes. And especially <laughs> so in these times where you know where we start, don't yeah. have the travel and going. Exactly, and, uh, exactly. You need to, to start flexing yeah. that. So. Yeah. Once again, Kevin, thanks again Thank for you. taking the time and uh, looking forward to uh, seeing what you built. Thank you. Thanks.